This is the Tar Life Podcast from Team Anderson Realty. Thank you for having us. We are here, Tar Life, with Dori Bukafuska. She is with Simple Southern Charm. She does interior designing. You do staging. staging. Is there anything else that you do? Kind of selections for people. Selection services, paint consultations. Awesome. Anything in that umbrella. Yes. Yeah. We have Latrice with Team Hi. Anderson Realty. She's one of our top agents. And we also have Jennifer Stewart. Hello. She is our co-host for the day. And she's no stranger to the Tar Life podcast. <laughs> We're going to start by talking about, and feel free to ask any questions that you guys might have, but we Absolutely. did a, a tar adventure and we went to Utah, but then we jumped down to Arizona and we went to Sedona kind of on a whim and we went to the Grand Canyon. And the funny thing about the Grand Canyon was is Jennifer looks up the weather <laughs> on the way there and she's like, yeah, there's going to be like snow. And I'm like, oh, we were just in Utah and I have snow boots, although it probably wouldn't have even helped anyways. And and we, what do we call ourselves? I don't know. What's our, our style when we're traveling? <laughs> If you might die, then we're going to do it. No, no. We call ourselves wingers. Yeah. Oh, wingers. We're not wingers. So not like that way, but we're wingers. What's a winger? Just like we, just wing we just wing it. it. We just wing it. Yeah. Just, you just wing it. Just so they w- I was in Utah with them, and they went from Utah to Arizona. I flew back to North Carolina for three days, and then I flew back out to Arizona <laughs> to meet center. them. So I like unpacked my bag and packed a bag for Arizona. I didn't have snow stuff. Yeah. <laughs> like, no, we did thought? tell her it was going to be freezing. Yeah, but I didn't and to bring a jacket. You don't think of let's of hike in the that, snow right? so at the Grand Canyon. She comes Canyon. back Canyon. and she yeah. has like a little rain jacket, and I'm like, it's like a high well, of forty with snow no, in the Grand well, Canyon at night. Kind of. at, well, I didn't know I was going to the Grand <gasps> Canyon with snow. <laughs> So anyways, that's the way to win. We it. pull up to the Grand Canyon and we are like totally unprepared for this. And we both well, are wearing was, what nobles? Yeah. On the way there, I'm I'm trying to find like a really cool trail for us to take. And I'm reading like people who had been there like the day before had left comments and stuff. And they were like, Yeah, my my small spikes worked really well on this trail with all this stuff. <laughs> And I'm like, Erica, we might need to like rethink this. And she's like, No, we're wingers. <laughs> we're just gonna we die the Grand Canyon. So she ice skated down the Grand Canyon yeah. in her Red Bulls. And the, no- the Nobles have zero traction. They're oh weightlifting shoes. And wow. we just, I mean, we didn't make it as far down, but this is the best part. So we found a beautiful area to take pictures. And there were some Asian tourists. There were men. And they had, like, professional cameras, but also, like, cell phones. And we, I'm thinking that they're taking pictures of the Grand Canyon. So I'm going crazy, like, taking pictures. Mel and Jennifer are, like, taking my picture. And I turn around. And Jennifer describes it as the paparazzi. Yeah. <laughs> they were all lined up. Quick, Some quick, were quick, on quick. their knees. Oh, Some no were way. like taking from this angle. Oh, you? <laughs> yes. What? Wow. But here's the funny thing is they didn't even offer to give me any pictures. No way. I don't think yeah. they really spoke English. No, they didn't. But they were like beautiful, beautiful. Yeah, that's all they would say. Oh. <laughs> I felt like a movie that's star. Oh, oh my goodness. But You're I tried to bounce to your famous right. And I'm just like, and then the guy's like, pose, pose. No yeah. way. Oh, yeah. Like, I was, like you really yeah. get into it. Okay, here's my pose. But it was hilarious. That's and we funny. we also found a cliffside. My dad was like, if there's anything, he told Jennifer, he's like, anything you guys do, don't do. What did he say? He's like, don't. 
don't uh, die trying to get that perfect shot, like hanging off the oh, side hanging of the off cliff. the cliff. Said that to her? To me. Oh, good. So because we took I mean, a picture like this far off the cliff with snow. We're sliding a little bit. Oh my goodness. I had to. Absolutely. I was very like, careful. No, like, no we went like off the trail I, and there's, found there's a spot. sections with like railings though. Not really. Really? Well, yeah. there there are. We didn't go to any of those places, of, <laughs> of course. Of course not. Of course no. not. If you can't die. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> Why try? Well, yeah, like, what? If you can't die, That's we don't do motto. it. I think that should be the new motto. If you <laughs> right. can't die, why try? <laughs> right? It's boring. Snooze. <laughs> Too safe. No. I don't want to die. And I'm very like careful really in what I do. Of. Yeah. But, but you I, live on the edge. I yeah. want to live Literally. on the edge. Yeah. Because mm-hmm. I feel like you experience life. Well, look at Latrice. She traveled to YOLO. Mexico by yeah. herself. I did. Which I think I is so amazing inspiring. Time. Amazing time. I would recommend amazing. it. At by least herself, take one trip by woman, yourself. No kids, no, no husband, kids, no nothing. How long limited phone. I did. Oh goodness. Maybe five nights. That's yeah. a lot. It was. That's a lot. I don't know anyone. Just no, meet own? the culture. Did you do any the crazy room? excursions when you were there? Let me think. It's so while, so long ago. It's time for no. another trip, yeah. Latrice. It really it is. is. It really is. <laughs> so long Just, ago. What? <laughs> I know. Go to for Mexico myself, so like to be by myself. It, it's been a while. I can't think of anything like really crazy. I think a lot of people felt not necessarily sorry for me, mm-hmm. but they took me you know, they gravitated to me more mm-hmm. because they saw that I was by myself and it's like an Arabian night type of dinner vibe. And mm-hmm. they're like, oh, come join us. I'm like, yeah, I don't really want to, but okay. <laughs> like, I'm really in my zone. <laughs> I love but it. You're like, it I'm introverted on this trip. Yeah. But soaking it up. You need, need that sometimes. So like you need that like so, yeah. reset. Dory, this oh. whole podcast is about you. Oh, goodness. No pressure. <laughs> yeah, no pressure. <laughs> Tell us, so... We were in, I would say, you probably saw a shift when we had the crazy housing boom where sellers were selling their homes before the signs went in the yard. So I'm assuming at that point you saw a drop off in staging consultations, staging appointments and whatnot. What are you seeing now since it's t- it's changed significantly? It's changed significantly. Yeah. There was definitely a shift and the, sh- the business just changed completely. Um, it was, I would say, probably equal 50-50 decorating and design Mm -hmm. and then staging. And when the pandemic hit, there was a little bit of a, there was a little bit of a gap when things slowed down and we started doing things. All the appointments were virtual, which was interesting Mm -hmm. and took a little bit of kind of adjusting. I was still busy. And then people started sitting with the fact that like we're stuck at home and it became lots and lots of design. People just sitting there staring at their four, four walls, kind of diagnosing like, I hate this. I don't like this. Why haven't I ever changed this? So mm-hmm. it became very, very design side heavy for sure. Now we're seeing a shift and we're definitely seeing a transition back to staging. I mean, the reality of the situation is when the pandemic first hit, I was called into a staging consultation um, with an agent that I work with very often, the client did not really do many of the recommendations in the house till went $40,000 over asking. Mm-hmm. And when I like very, very minimal in terms of recommendations, because they knew that the market just didn't require yeah. them to do anything. They could sell the house in substandard condition and they would still get over asking because people were 
were desperate. Gone are those days. It's, it's, it's very different now. Yeah, it's very, very different now. And, and, and I think it's a good thing. Honestly, at the end of the day, I always kind of feel like when – when I do my staging consultations, it's kind of like being on camera, right? You want to put your best face forward. The first line of interaction is going to be what people see online. It's your pictures. If you can't win a prospective buyer with photos, you're never going to get them to come through the front door. So it, it's important. They want to see. Well, and isn't it so much better instead of virtual staging to actually have the house appear as it looks in pictures? I know occasionally virtual staging can be helpful, yeah. but for the most part, people I know, I used to know agents that would stage, take pictures, and then pull all the staging out or just mm -hmm. do only virtual staging, and it doesn't yeah. show. From a psychological standpoint, studies have proven that a buyer wants to see the same thing online and in person mm -hmm. just because when you don't, there's a disconnection. It's like, you know, maybe there was a really great that table that resonated sense. with a, 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 a prospective buyer and they walk in and they're like, where the heck is that amazing mm -hmm. table? So it, it creates confusion for, for the buyer. Um, I used to do hybrid. So I would do some accessory staging built-ins and kitchen, you know, kitchen counters and artwork and stuff like that. And then backfill, with virtual staging, which seemed to do really well because there were some things that still resonated from the photo. I could see that, yeah. Yeah, but I, I do But think when it's a vacant home mm -hmm. and there's only virtual staging, I think yeah. that is something that doesn't work the way that it does. If you put some key pieces, pieces like of art, yeah. a yeah. little accessory, and then they can, like you said, connect with those items that they see yeah. or just make the house present well as a vacant property, right? I mean, paint color is important. It is. You know, there's a there's a big difference. And I always tell people if at the end of the day, right, it is very budget specific. What What is your budget? Either you've got some money, no money, or you're kind of in between. Mm -hmm. um, if we've got to work with what the client has to work with, which is, which is kind of what I do, that's my area of expertise. I go in and work with clients using what they already own. I'll make some suggestions on artwork or, you know, if we've got to do, you know, cosmetic improvements and things like that, that's kind of my area. But it's always better to have the implication of a lifestyle, the implication of a look and a feel and mm -hmm. a vibe. It just is. Otherwise, all you see is, is naked. It's a naked house. Yeah. Mm -hmm. And there's, you know, there's that echo, there's that reverb when you're talking, and it just doesn't feel quite as warm. What are you seeing in terms of paint colors? So we were with the grays for a long period of time. What are you seeing now? <laughs> 15 years. I think we're like 14 or 15 years on gray. I think people are so tired of the gray now that we we had, like white had its moment for mm -hmm. about two years. I'm still getting calls for white. The fact of the matter is on white, nobody ever, ever wants white paint. Nobody ever says, hey, I really want a stark feel in my house. Mm -hmm. They just don't. They think that they want white, but what they really want is something that's different than gray. Yeah. Mm -hmm. um, so we're, we're definitely, I'm seeing a shift back to color. I'm seeing a shift, a significant sh shift back to color, color, not like necessarily. greens. Jewel tones. Jewel. Greens, I love jewel greens, tones. Greens, navy blues. Like I'm doing a lot of color. I, I just did. Like um, in full rooms or yes. like bedrooms mm -hmm. or just like a. No, like I just specified Artich Sherwin-Williams artichoke for an entire living room, kitchen, pantry wow. area. Wow. And it is, it's a yummy green. It's a, it's a good green. It is uh, a really I love artichokes. I do my showings. I get a lot of clients that don't necessarily want to come in and have to 
paint. So when they go in and they have these vibrant colors, like yeah. a dark pink or a dark green or mm-hmm. something to that nature, they're like, oh, how many t- how many coats of paint do I need to get? So it's different. It's different. And I always like to, to kind of let people know when your house is going in the market, it's no longer your home. It's no longer specific to you. There's a very big difference. Two sides of the same coin staging and decorating, right? Decorating is for yourself. Decorating is so personal and you can do whatever you want. You can have rainbow bright colors on your walls. When you're staging, you're trying to throw that net and cast it really, really wide to appeal to a large demographic of interested buyers. And so I will always go in, especially in primary living spaces and let people know, listen, we've got this, you know, yellow and specific. Yellow, statistically speaking, will in the past yield a reduced offer. It just yellow and red for some reason. Yeah, yeah. well, red um, especially. Yeah, yeah yellow Red's and red. like an angry color, but like, you know, cocoa rose is a nice one. Is when it it's got some like cover. brown red, yeah. I like that. I've been like doing a, a lot of terracotta. Orangey. Yeah, mm-hmm. I've been doing a lot of ter- terracotta colors mm-hmm. too, but for, yep. like a Spanish for, feel. St- for staging, um, we're still, I'm still making recommendations. Are you for seeing to paint. island mm-hmm. colors still being different than primary cabinets or are you seeing that being more cohesive? Well, it's still a thing. It's definitely still a thing. I have seen a shift from the tuxedo look where the top mm-hmm. surround cabinets were like a white and the What's your preference on cabinets? It's a tough question because I, I love color. I am not mm-hmm. a neutral person. I just, I just like color. Um, I like white because white is classic and timeless. I do really love a nice wood cabinet, though. Just depends on the color wood. I like something that's classic and option, a, a, a cla- classic and timeless, in terms of options. I don't like cherries that go like more wine looking mm-hmm. yeah. or, or very very cherry. Something that's like a medium tone, a little bit ashy. Um, I like that. Yeah, a white quartz countertops or white Carrera marble. It's just beautiful, and mm-hmm. it's never going to date itself. I think more that's important true. Is the the it, style to yeah. the cabinet. What would you do as a decorator? Like, let's say somebody collects a lot of of stones or minerals or something mm-hmm. like that. How do you? Because I love them in my house. Same. And I incorporate them like in my bookshelf, and it's pretty sparingly, yeah. but it kind of becomes. There's a lot that accumulates. (laughs) Yeah. And so how do you recommend that people um, have their cathedrals or their mineral specimens or just their stones in general? How do you display those without it looking like cluttery? Like a bunch of tchotchkes. So I have, I have a lot of those types of things. I'm, I'm in love with like the little hearts. Yeah. Um, I get from like Home Goods, TJ Maxx, Marshalls, these little glass boxes and they're banded in gold. Mm. The lids lift, lift open and then there's a mirror at the bottom. So I put collections into these little boxes so that they're compartmentalized. Cool. I like to intersperse them with other things. So I like to have books in my bookshelves. I like to have too. Mm-hmm. you know pictures and plants and things like that. So I'm very, very strategic. I color block a lot also so that if I've got an area of the bookshelf that has green, I like to do a little bit of green with green or blue with blue. I'm also a big fan of like keeping things in a bookshelf that is a tiny bookshelf that's all just, you know, whatever you've got collections of. I have people that have Swarovski crystals or, mm-hmm. you know, dolls and things like that. Now, now dolls. Now, dolls. <laughs> I feel like I dolls. Feel like that. Some people feel like that's a creepy thing or like. I mean, I don't think they, they're watching you. Yeah. Well, that's why all the better to keep a doll room. These things are watching them. you at night. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> yeah. I, I definitely like 
I'll place things very strategically throughout my own home and even in clients' homes if there are specific things that they collect. A lot of clients who like pottery, and sometimes it makes a really big impact when you have just a shelf that is all varying size pottery, Mm -hmm. small, varying heights, varying widths. It just looks really amazing and makes such a, a stunning impact. Or, you know, interspersing it piece by piece. So Can that, you put that, some dolls and display those? No, <laughs> I've, never, I, I, I've never done a doll display. I don't know. I don't I don't know that I would be very good at that. <laughs> to be honest, I can do bookshelves like no one's business, but you're like, I can dolls. do pottery, I can do Swarovski, I, I can, can do, do minerals. Yeah, like, absolutely. Books. But I can do dolls, but I can't I display them that way. I don't want to well. do dolls. I don't want to do them. That, you're that like, here's a closet. We're going to make this closet beautiful. Did you ever see that dolls. picture, that Zillow? There was that Zillow picture that was viral that was like a whole house. Yeah. All Did with they have dolls? a huge one? They yes. had like a mannequin. Like yeah. A yeah. That was doll. amazing. That was, I really? want to just spend just, the night there and oh, see if there's oh, pierced oh, my eyes. Oh. That's right up your alley. Like eyes glaring at you at night. I'll be yeah. like, okay, <laughs> this gives a vibe. <laughs> a creepy vibe. Like I got to sleep with one eye open. Yeah. No way. No, absolutely. What is the wildest home? Like you, like just specifically, like a lot of wallpaper like that you have transformed. So... Oh gosh. Like maybe they bought the house and it was just the wildest home. So it wasn't actually a design or decorating project. It was a staging project and they had a oh gosh, like a parkour, kind oh. of like an obstacle course in their attic. And it oh. was Ninja Warrior. Like they oh, had yeah. it was really oh, cool. It was, love that. Yeah, it was in their <laughs> attic. That was that was the most interesting. I've seen a lot though. Like, did you just leave that? I mean, it's in the attic. Yeah, Yeah. we had no choice. Like, there was no budget to remove it, and it was. I mean, I'm not talking like a little hint. It was a lot. It was a lot. It would have been an awful lot to remove. That could add value. Yeah, yeah, for the right right person. I mean, I've been in a house like that before. (laughs) Yeah. Send your children to the attic <laughs> where they belong. Yeah. Ninja yeah. warrior yeah. it. But oh, that's, that's interesting. That's that's probably one of them. I've seen a lot of stuff. I'm sure. Are like you seeing you. wallpaper coming back? Yes. But I'm doing a lot. Of, I love wallpaper. Me I'm too. doing a lot of wallpaper. Do you not love the alligator wallpaper? I love the al- I love anything. Textured. Animal print. Yeah. Textured. I'm like very big into cheetah and not so much zebra, but cheetah, antelope. Zebra, like, I feel it could be. It could be a lot. Overwhelming, it looks yeah. great on pillows. I have two really beautiful chenille mm. zebra pillows in my house that I love. But on a wall, it could be a lot. But, you know, sometimes you need extra. Sometimes I feel like you need that little yeah. moment. I feel like half baths you can go crazy in. And you it's can. still really cool. Yeah. yeah. I mean, ha- half baths, any spaces that are not primary living, I feel like sky's the limit. Like, you want to do green, do green. You want to do wallpaper on the ceiling. It's it's just wallpaper and it's yeah. just paint. It's it and if it's done down. well, yeah. that's the key, right? Yeah, because you can do wallpaper where it's not good and it's not installed correctly, yeah, and then it just looks cheap. Yeah, yeah, you can. I mean, especially I think people, a lot of people that connect with me on wallpaper think that they want grass cloth, mm. and that's a request that I get all the time until they realize grass cloth is not like other wallpapers and that there's no pattern repetition. Mm-hmm. So you can't line them up. So you're always going to wind up with these stripes of grass cloth on your walls. And you have to either love that look or be okay with, you know, that kind of stripe. It's very vibe. expensive too. It is. The good quality grass is. cloth is, it is. It's, it's not, it's not inexpensive. Most of the time I'm getting requests now for peel and stick, which is interesting. Mm. And installers hate to work with it. They do not like peel and stick. Really? It's, 
So when it somebody comes up, I'm sorry. Go oh, no, go ahead. Yeah. <laughs> so does it not hold up as well? Or? It's, so with regular wallpaper, right, when you paste it and put it on the wall, you can maneuver it and make it do what you want. With peel and stick, it's like you've got to put it up. And then if it's not right, you've got to take it down. It just it's oh, more fussy mm-hmm. and much, much less forgiving, which is why I think that they don't they don't like it. When somebody comes in and they're doing a design consultation or they're doing a, something that revolves around renovating their property prior to listing it, do you have recommended vendors that you connect them with so that you can guide them along the process? Because wallpaper installation is very hard to find competent people to do that. It is, and I do. I have people that I've worked with for years and years and years that I recommend. They're really hard. The wallpaper industry has it's blown up, and it's almost impossible to get even people that Mm -hmm. you have used for a really long time sometimes takes a hot minute for them to get back to you which can feel really is there still the trend of people painting the wallpaper say for instance they don't want to deal with the hassle of removing it like i like the style of it or the texture i just wanted a different color per se that's an interesting point so Mm -hmm. they they still they still make that style wallpaper Um, I have not specified it in full disclosure. I haven't. So yeah, you can, and people still do it. I'm kind of team. They tend to be picky. Do you remember old school puff paints that you would put Mm -hmm. on a shirt and then iron and they puff up? They tend to be that kind of vibe. And so I can say from experience, when I was a kid, my parents had that wallpaper in the bathroom and all of us kids used to pick at the wallpaper. So there was this naked spot of puff paint on the wallpaper. So I tend not to specifically specify it very often just because it's 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 pickable it's picky so with that not so much but I am doing a lot of consultations where people have had old style wallpaper that they just don't want to pay they're selling their houses they don't want to pay to get it removed and so that can be a little bit that can be that can be different to kind of work with because there are seams and there's sometimes raised pattern on those where they just, we've got to find good people to skim coat it because they just don't want to pay the money to remove the wallpaper. What's your favorite? Have you seen the, now these are like level 20 granites and whatnot, but have you seen the agate quartz in grant? Oh my gosh. And have you seen where they, have you seen Latrice where they light it up? They it's, light up your countertop. No. Yeah, they use a. They, they use. I forgot which. What was it? What are those lamps made out of? Alabaster. Yeah. There's alabaster. There is this agate where there's chunks of just agate within the material. Absolutely, I've seen it. The backsplash and the countertops light I've up not before. Seen the backsplash light up before, but I've seen the counters light up. I love that kind of look, but it's very, very specific and. I think probably your average home buyer is not going to go with that kind of a specific. Oh, I think they would, vibe. but I feel like it's so expensive, it's like the, you it's said. The, it's that the level, you know, anything mm-hmm. past like a level six, seven is. And six, seven is still very it's expensive. It's still high. Yeah. I mean, you know, it's, it, it is still, your Calicotta gold usually is like a six, seven. And that's kind of a, mm-hmm. I would say an upper middle of the road quartz. And it's still expensive. So imagine like. Imagine something like oh, that. Oh, I can imagine. That's, I'm sure you've, <laughs> I'm you've like, done lots yes. of renovations. I'm sure you. Well, I can imagine, but I have not done it. <laughs> not yet. Wait until you get that mountain house. Oh, I already have one. I got the <laughs> Lake Mountain. Well, it's Lake Mountain. I thought you were going to get like a skiing mountain house. Well, Mel got that. I've stopped. I'm done renovating because I have the beach, oh, that's the lake. Right. That's right. 
rental property. Beach turned out great. Farm. A 10 acre farm. What? Yeah. So, I didn't know that. Yeah. So I, I stopped. <laughs> I went through a hoarding phase of properties. <laughs> so do you yeah. Airbnb all of them? No. No, I just hoard them. <laughs> we Safekeeping? Well, we beach house. The beach house. <laughs> yeah, the beach house. Yeah. Um, I probably should, you know, because yeah. those are expensive. Yeah. But right now Especially we need to renovate the, the boathouse and we'll probably Airbnb that at the lake so that it's separate living quarters. Oh, nice. So that we don't, because I have like ridiculously expensive like carpet that's deer print mm-hmm. and I don't really want to just have random people yeah. in the main house. I know it really is. It's tough. I have a client who is actually a very, very dear friend of mine and I've done a couple of her Airbnbs with mm-hmm. her and she is dealing with rings that somebody didn't put a coaster down. It's like it's yeah. their house. So it's really I always do to... glass. Yeah. So mm-hmm. unless it's a table that's inexpensive, yeah. I do materials where it's glass because my dad taught me well. Yeah. Everything should have glass on it unless yeah. it is an inexpensive yeah. piece of furniture and you're like expecting. Like that lacquer where you could just easily wipe yeah. off. Yeah. yeah, but the, oh yeah, they do not care. And the oh. beach too, the salt air, they leave that door open. It is corrosive. The wear and tear, yeah. Crazy. Yeah. Yeah. It can do some damage. So, sure. will you go and do some of these beach property or virtually or travel? I did. I did a beach property in Florida on 30A. Um, did you go down there? I did. I flew wow. down there. She flew me down there. And it was amazing. And one of the most, <laughs> I was exhausted. We were both so tired, but we were there for less than two days. We shopped, we picked out counters and paint colors and just so much. And just it, literally, I don't, I, it's, it's like a blur because it happened so quickly. We had, what been, city was it? Not Destin. 30A. I don't know. I only know it as 30A. I don't, I don't know what. Hmm. <laughs> but that panhandle area. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Um, that's a beautiful, beautiful place. Gosh, that's terrible that I don't know. It's been a while, was right? A dr- yeah, there was a driver who took me. They didn't have to do anything. It was nice. great. It was so nice. nice. It was really nice. And yeah. But it's crazy, too, going to an area where you don't know, and you're like, you've got to shop. You've got to find, like, where's the closest home goods? And they yeah. had, that area is very, very affluent. And there were not many options for budget-friendly things, which sometimes in an Airbnb, if it's specifically, you know, an Airbnb, you don't necessarily want to no, spend, no. you know, four thousand dollars to go. Coffee table, yeah. I did. Now I did have some key pieces at our beach house that are more expensive, but right. they're things like coffee table with glass on yeah. it. No problem. Like that's going to last. It has to be a balance. If the you're backsplash in, yeah. in the kitchen, the quartz countertop, if stuff it's like that. that. You're you're going to be there and you're going to enjoy it. There has to be. I think there have to be moments that you really love, but you also can't have. You know, stuff that if somebody spills a cup of coffee on your sofa that you've spent leather, a ton of... Leather yeah. sofas, yeah. very important. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah, something wipeable, cleanable, yeah. easy performance fabrics, but leather is always a great option. I just think, yeah, leather, yeah. because they'll find a way. They yeah. will find a way. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, and at least leather, if you get a dark enough one, yeah, it, it hides stuff. I mean, until it yeah. starts ripping or tearing. Yeah. But yeah, I agree, because I did rooms to go, and it was still expensive, because six bedrooms. Everything is expensive, yeah. though, now. Price points of furniture have gone up exponentially. Mattresses? We replaced those 70s mattresses? Oh my gosh. That's with the coils breaking through like Oh, it felt like it. Yeah. Mm -hmm. I mean, but it's kind of amazing like the longevity of 70s mattresses. I'm surprised it wasn't riddled with uh, 
some type of bed bugs or I mean, yeah, maybe there's so many chemicals in it from the 70s <laughs> that like things just don't live. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I I think with the with the Airbnbs, it's it's a balance. It's a balance. It's a balancing act. It has to be representative of you so that you want to go there and enjoy it and feel like That's it's true. It's an extension family. of your personality, even if it's budget friendly in for, terms of decor. Sure. The paint mm-hmm. is probably a big one. The paint's a huge one. Mm-hmm. And most of, it's funny, most of the time when I get called in, people are like, oh, help me pick my paint colors. But paint is always last for me. Mm-hmm. It is. It's always the last thing. There's always an idea of what you want to do. But by and large, it's usually the last or second to last thing that I we I will select. say, because when we do tile in the bathrooms, we do not pick the paint colors yeah. until we've done the tile. Because that can be a huge limiting factor significant and you never ever want to to create a look and a feel in a room based on a $60 can of paint Mm -hmm. when your tile is the star of the show it should have its moment absolutely and the paint should kind of be like the supporting actor yes I I feel I 100% agree with that so when you're doing people can do can they still do a virtual consultation with you in person yep I still do virtual I, I, I do a lot of virtual design and a lot of virtual decorating. It's which and is, you use boards. So I do. People- I do. We'll screen share and mm-hmm. I will curate with them on the computer. Like just it cool. makes it a little bit easier. I feel like it's such a visual experience. It's really difficult to say, you know, go and get this, go on that. I'll show you exactly what I mean so that you know and you can understand, you know, why we want to repeat this color and why this is going to work and why that's not going to work. So I still do. How quickly can somebody get in with you for a consultation? So I'm. I'm usually about a month to a month and a half. That's out. too bad. I I reserve space for staging just because okay. I do. I've wor- I've got a lot of agents. That's that true. I've we with can't for a wait a month, month and a half. No, for that. You, you you can't. Most I mean, in an ideal world, listen, we'd have all the time in the world, and we can schedule things three months in advance. But the reality of our world with staging and real estate is, you know, a person decides to move and they need to do it. it yeah. It's it's go time. So I will reserve. Sp- you know, spaces within the week. For when that. you have somebody that you're working closely with for design, mm-hmm. do they text you directly? Do they have real time or do you do you a lot times meetings? Because I know it can be overwhelming <laughs> when you have a lot of clients. So I need to get better with that. But yes, they do text me directly. It's kind of like you. I think we've had mm-hmm. a discussion about this with you because I know you are so accessible to your clients all the time. And I think that's part of the experience and part of the reason that people trust you mm-hmm. is because they know that they're going to be able to reach you. So I may not respond at eight or nine o'clock at night, but I always respond. They have my cell phone number. It just kind of depends on how we work together. Are we just doing a consultation or are we doing an extended service? Uh, I've, st- I've, I've really reshaped my business in that I do consultations and I do designer or decorator for a day. That's it. I don't do I don't do full service jobs anymore. It, oh, I just, that's interesting. It just makes it so much easier. Yeah. It just makes it so much easier. Expectations are much, much easier to meet when it's not drawn out over a long period of time. Have you had a project where it was like a hoarding episode? Like just lots of stuff? <laughs> so not a project, but several consults, yes. Okay. And those are, t- those are tough. Those are really, really tough just because... I feel like your approach with that person has to be so much more gentle, so much more, you know, that sort of thing doesn't happen out of nowhere. And people are very, very, they're very protective about their things. So it's a really, it's a really tough 
road to navigate when you're kind of trying to tell people, listen, I hear your vision and I really want to help you make that happen, but we have to get rid of all of these things. If you say get rid of it, implies that there's no value. Right. So I kind of change my my approach with them and say, you know, listen, maybe we need to edit this a little bit and find a different home for these somewhere else in the house. But yeah, I've, I've had those a couple of times. Do you see that a lot when you're going through like... Not so much hoarding, but I would say uncleanliness sometimes. Yeah. Could be yeah. a Henderson. I, I've I've seen a lot of that. Oh, yeah. <laughs> a, lot of that, a lot of that too, which is surprising. Yeah. I don't know. I kind of feel like when I have people over my house, I'm like, everybody, all hands on, on deck. deck. Yeah. Exactly. Like, no, a lot of people. Like, um, I want I, to smell like bleach and yeah, exactly. Clorox or something. Bleach and like, <laughs> fabuloso. Give me Jennifer something. likes chemicals. You Some like the chemicals? Lysol or something. Yeah. something. Yeah. I love it. But I also, Fresh. you know, I have a lot of clients that will connect with me specifically for staging. And they'll say, you know, my house isn't ready. I can't schedule the appointment yet. And I let them know, like, I'm a safe space. You don't have to worry about me coming in and judging your situation because the fact is we all have those I have five kids and a dog like it's your house is your house because you live in it so if you can't prep and you can't you know clean everything to the nines and make it look like it's ready to receive the queen we can still do your consultation it's not you know it's a judgment-free zone it's already like such a such a chaotic time when you're thinking about moving and you're thinking about, oh my gosh, I need to have boxes to pack and what am I going to do with the kids' school? Like nobody wants to invite somebody into their home and have a judgy hat on and feel like, oh my gosh, she's going to, you know, talk crap about my entire house, which is never the experience. So have you ever recommended like a professional organizer come in to help them or like, have you turned down a job before because it was just like maybe they weren't cooperating with you? I've never turned down a job, but I have I've really struggled through a job. Yeah, <laughs> really I'm sure. A couple of jobs where most of the time if we come in, we'll do photo prep, which happens on the day of pictures. And we specify that we really would like to come in to a home that is fully prepared for it to go live at the end of the week, which usually means there's been significant professional cleaning done in some capacity. And I've I've walked into homes where that just has not happened and it makes my job infinitely more difficult, Mm -hmm. infinitely more difficult. But the organizers, I mean, I have a couple of organizers, one in specific that I recommend very, very frequently that they're magical. Mm -hmm. They are magical. And it really does like, honest to God, if there are, are, are things that you can do to lighten your load and help the moving and selling experience go a little bit more seamlessly, it's worth the money to do it. Hire a professional cleaner. I promise you, when you've got you know three or four bathrooms, you're not going to be wanting to go and detail the With morning. A toothbrush. And, and some people yeah. just don't have that attention to detail either. Yeah, well, that's and, true. And, and I mean, I think they overlook it to that point. They overlook the fact that just because it's not important to them does not mean that it's not going to be important to. A or because buyer. they don't have the eye doesn't mean that people don't have a different eye that right. notice things that, notice that they things. don't yeah. even they're not even aware of and it, yeah. it's not like to shame them but it's just to kind of say it is better to have the person who is good at what they're doing and that is cleaning a house right. if that's not your strength if you don't enjoy that then you shouldn't try to save a few dollars yeah. 
by omitting that expense and trying to do it yourself. Because now if you're amazing at it, then have at it. Right. But I mean, it's just delegating your weaknesses and your strengths and yeah. giving the best performance before it going live. To do the thing that you are really good at. So if you, listen, everybody's capable of cleaning. I'm capable. I don't of know. I mean, many, most people. <laughs> are really, yes. Let's be real. Especially if you have a list, you can, it, it is possible. The the thing is, right? You either hire a professional that can come in with a crew and do it in three mm-hmm. hours, or you spend, you know, two full weeks getting yeah, and it. your hips and hurting, the time you finish, your sciatic nerves. Yeah. Stuff you started on is dirty again. <laughs> exactly. Exactly. So it's. I always. I always. Kind of just let people know, especially with things like cleaning and painting. Just because you can do it doesn't mean that you should. It doesn't mm-hmm. mean that that's the best use of yeah, your time. Yeah, painting too. I that's a big that one. Yeah. Yeah. It does not mean that it's the, the best I'm use not of your good time. At it. Pressure washing, if people are like, oh, I'll pressure wash Let's blow out my window I'm seals. Like, yeah, right? Yeah. Like, <laughs> like, just like, let's just hire grand. somebody. Let's just hire somebody and go ahead and, and get it done. Because a lot of times, you know, you're capable of pressure washing your, your driveway, but it winds up being stripey and it's mm. not done the, the right way. So that's oh, again landscaping too. Mm-hmm. Landscaping is a big thing. People yeah. don't realize, like, if they don't like what the house looks like on the outside, they are not going to go. It's the five-second rule, right? Yeah. You, they roll yeah. up. And, and I literally five just went seconds. through that. Yeah. yeah. It was like, I knew this was going to be the per- and it's so random that it came back <laughs> to them, that we started with this house. And because the outside didn't look very appealing, like the grass weeds were yeah. growing, it just didn't look like a the home. One. Yeah, like the one. So we did tours for, like, five others. Had an offering on another that one didn't work out, and it ultimately ended up being that one that we went back to. Yeah, he's like, initially, I just didn't love it. It's like the yard didn't look appealing. I'm telling you. Like, yeah. And in this market, while it's slower for sellers, you don't want anything to be an objection. Hundred percent. Yeah. I mean, anything. Yeah. I mean, a, that's an objection. Mm-hmm. I actually ask that to my clients so that they they feel as though they are they kind of have a hand in things, right? So I'll walk in and we don't even sit down. We stand and, and kind of chit chat and I will say, are there any things that you could think of that would be potential objections for prospective buyers walking in? And it really does make them kind of sit there and stew on like, oh, is there, is there something like, maybe I should bring up that thing with the paint in the bathroom mm-hmm. or that cracked tile, like these small things, um, really make a, they do, they make a big, big difference. And it is the difference between love at first sight or, you know, love at fifth sight. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. And how many, how many mortgage payments was that? Five tours. I mean, probably at least one mortgage payment when they could have spent 40, 50, $60 and mowed their lawn and edged it, maybe add a little mulch and, That could have saved them. That they could have closed a month earlier. Exactly. Probably simple things like that. Honestly, simple things like putting a fresh coat of paint on the front door, fresh coat of paint on the shutters. I have seen so many homes where the sun here is oh. unforgiving. The top is completely faded, and the bottom is the original color. Screens that need to be replaced oh, for the reset. I get that yeah. too. A that, lot. Yeah, yeah, the bugs are in like, the screened-in area. Yeah. yeah, the the screens are. And they're like, I really love the screened-in, and ah, oh, you know, they're getting yeah. attacked. Yeah, I mean, simple. <laughs> things like a screen like door. That. I know that's not like a common thing here in North Carolina, but I like screen, screen or like a storm door yeah, or a screen I do door. Too. Yeah, I like, do too. But for that reason, I tell everybody, screens out. Take the screens out. So when you have your house pressure washed. All the sills are getting done. The windows are getting cleaned. That's a good point. Like, mm, and yeah. it just makes for a, such a, a nice, light, bright, uniform picture 
uh, versus green on the bottom if it's not a full screen. You've helped a lot of people with the exterior paint colors too. I've seen some great transformations. I love I love paints. Mm -hmm. I, I could talk about paint all day long. <laughs> How long is a typical typical consult? Two hours. Take. Okay. Yeah, two hours. You do interior and exterior. Depends. Or it just on depends. What, on, yeah, it depends, okay. depends on what they need. If it's in, if it's interior, it's usually just interior. If it's exterior, it's usually just exterior. And gotcha. we you know bring in our samples and do the whole thing, match to the stone and. It's fun. It's a lot of fun. People have visions, though. You know, when you walk into a house and you're, or, you know, drive up to a house and you're like, oh, my gosh, I know this person really wants blue paint, but there is nothing at all that is going to be. What a black house. I've I, seen it pulled off. I, okay, so I have strong opinions on the black houses, and I like black in moments, but I think, by and large, I am not a fan of a fully black house. How about when it's super modern? When it's super modern and very... Um, like super modern and angular, I can dig yeah. it. I can really, I, I'm into it. I think there needs there needs to be some moments of some warmth because otherwise it just looks so flat. It's kind of like an all black kitchen, right? If you have a black countertops, a black backsplash, black cabinet, it's just, there's it no- dark, doesn't There's it? no dimension. I love, I think it's called Black Magic. Oh, the Sherwin-Williams. Yeah. yeah, I love Black oh, Magic. Oh, my doors are Black Magic yeah. at the lake. Now so my nice. interior walls and exterior are not black, but I have a black roof, super dark gray exterior, See, black super doors. Dark gray. Oh, I, I could, love I, it. I mean, that is different than black, especially here. It's tough because it gets so hot and it just sucks that heat to it. I don't know if I would ever do like a true black on an entire exterior. I have done many black. I just did my son's bedroom in black and it's Ooh. awesome. It's is it amazing? Did you add lights? I didn't. I feel um, like a black bedroom for a child with some lighting would be amazing. So he's yeah. he's a teenager. We did an accent wall in wallpaper. And it's just kind of, it's just a whole vibe. It really is, it looks really, really cool. I was really unsure about it, but I've been in this phase. And so What's I was What's your like, phase? It's just this dark, <laughs> moody phase. Like I, Ooh, I this, love it. I had too. this, I wanted to paint our our bedroom black, and my husband was like, "Yeah, I don't know how I." No, feel about I don't give my too. husband his like. He doesn't get an opinion. <laughs> like I, although my husband, when I told him I was going to do really dark inside the lake house, he's like, "Summon demons!" And he's always joking <laughs> with me, <laughs> and I'm like, "You're gonna love it. I know. It's gonna they, feel cozy. They, it yeah. does. It it's like feels, a den." And yeah. I think like so many people equate like dark to. It's going to feel closed in. It's going to feel smaller. It does not. It does not at all. It looks so good. It when really I think does. Of like blacks or dark tones. I think of like a cigar bar. Like yes, it's, yeah. That's like the a, vibe yes. that I like. Is that smokers lounge? Yeah. That old school. Yeah. That you're in a cave, a cavern. You're like a cozy. Wine cellar. Yeah, wine cellar. Yeah. Exactly. You're just like you're in this moment, and it's so different. That I think like at our lake, we the main areas we made the ceilings dark gray too because we wanted it to just feel I all like encompassing. It's kind of like yeah. an inside of a genie's bottle. Like yeah. it just feels like it yeah. envelops it hugs you. you. Yeah, mm -hmm. I, lo I love it. It's a that. warm blanket. Yeah. And it doesn't feel sterile and cold. Like if you have an all white, it's so funny because white is bright and light, but it can feel sterile. And the darker tones can really make you feel Moody, mm -hmm. but not moody in a bad way. We're yeah. not talking depression. Just excite you, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Moody, moody, <laughs> talking like moody like dynamic. Yeah, it's yeah. like in an unexpected wow moment. Yeah, I feel I, 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 I love that. I did. I we did a house that I actually just saw in person 
from July, and we did this really dark navy blue, but not just on the walls. We took it to the windows, the sills, mm. the moldings. It is stunning. Is it? She's got a beautiful Chesterfield. I mean, it just is a whole vibe. I love it. It just I looks amazing. I did navy in my kitchen, and my window seals are black. Ooh, I, I love, I love that. Yeah. So it's funny you mentioned navy and black. That has always been like a no-no, and I'm, I've just heard now that black and navy blue in fashion are like a fashion Oh, do. I've always been wearing black and navy. It yeah. goes. I've yeah. never. I've See, never. I, yeah, I couldn't get into it. I, I, I can't do either. it. Yeah, I feel really? Like, yeah. You're wearing black and blue right now. It's different. Black and blue. Oh, it's like, yeah. black, like navy. blue and navy. Oh, that's yeah. True. Oh, yeah. You, yeah. It would look phenomenal. So, yeah, I so love I'm it. Just, I'm just now getting into that vibe, but... Um, that's been like a, that's been like a, eh, I'm not sure how I feel about it. If and it's now, done right, everything done yeah. right. Yeah. Things yeah. can be done wrong. Mm -hmm. Absolutely. Yeah. And so I think that's the difference. Maybe that's what it I is, think with, yeah. I think a lot of people with black, you remember like w w windows have had their moment. Like I want black windows. Do, yeah. you, do you really like black is a commitment in design because if it's I feel modern, like, I'm I love all that over that. Now, yeah. Yeah, yeah, I feel like if you if That's you a little extra oomph to it. Yeah, you well, but if you do black windows, there has to be some other element of black in the space. Mm -hmm. And I think a lot of times, at least with my clients, it's like okay, we've They're got not black to windows. That far. Well, they 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 do, but then they just don't know where to stop. Yeah. They don't know where. All right, we've got to be black everywhere. It's kind of like with gray and beige. You get stuck in this like. Everything is beige, and then you put a red pillow or a blue pillow on your sofa, and they're like, ah, eh, something just doesn't feel quite right. Well, it's because we've only got a blue pillow amongst, you know, a yeah. bowl of oatmeal here. That's so a good point. If you only have one blueberry in a bowl of oatmeal, the only <laughs> thing you're going to see is a blueberry. Yeah. So I think it's it's kind of like that that balancing act. It's how, kind of that balancing. How can people find you? Facebook, Instagram, my what, website. What's the website? www.simplesoutherncharm.com awesome. and all the socials are the same. Yeah? Yeah. Great. Nice and easy. Well, I really appreciate your time. Well, thank you. Thank you, Latrice. Thank you. Jennifer for joining me and we will be back next time. Bye. Bye-bye. Thanks for Bye. listening to the Tar Life Podcast with top producing mega agent Erica Anderson. If you've enjoyed this episode or found the content to be useful or fun, please consider leaving us a five-star review on Apple Podcasts. Visit our website at www.teamandersonrealty.com. We are actively serving the Triangle area, Raleigh, Durham, Charlotte, and the coastal regions of North Carolina. If you're looking to sell a home, please contact Team Anderson Realty to set up an in-person or virtual consultation today.